Hey fans, welcome to today's episode of Calling All Fans. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Ah, we're excited to bring you another episode. So look, 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 look. If you're not ready, you better get ready and get your game face on. Cause the show's about to start. Fans, thank you for joining us today. What's up, Cody? What up, what up, what up? What's good, fans? Glad y'all could join us again. Jumping it off episode three today. Really exciting Number stuff coming, three. man. Really exciting. Man, it's going by fast. Yeah, it is it is wild to think about. It feels like just yesterday we did episode one, man. Yeah, that's been two weeks ago. Lots changed. <laughs> A lot's changed. The Bucks are done. Man. Um, he, the Raptors are now officially done. Yeah. Um, the 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 Nuggets seem like they have life. The Rockets seem like they want Dan Tony to be fired because they're not playing worth. <laughs> they're not playing. There's a lot well going on. Right yeah, there's a lot happening in the world of sports. This episode one. Yeah, it's a uh, lot. The NFL is coming back. Whoop, whoop. Um, come on. You know, I'm excited. College football is kind of doing stuff it's you know we don't actually know yeah they're, they're, they're making some moves a little bit you know they're moving around <laughs> the u.s open is happening oh, serena man. williams is gone yeah, she got upset bro oh man it was such yeah, a man. tragedy bro mm-hmm. but hey the cool. the woman that beat her she played out of her mind man she played yeah. really really well this is not what we're going to talk about today but just as a snippet like we'll just start it off right here just as a snippet um the U.S. Open, I don't know much about tennis, but there has been some craziness happening. Yes. With, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Jokic? No, or no, not Jokic. Novak? That's, that's the nugget. Yeah. Novak. That's Novak Djokovic? Yeah, Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Novak. Hit that. How, how do you hit the ball and hit somebody in the throat on accident? Like, I'm not saying that you did it on purpose by no means. I'm just saying what type of bad he's, luck was that? He's, he's the world number one for a reason, man. Only he can do stuff like that. Only he yeah, only can him, like man. Only randomly hit the ball and it be pinpoint to someone's jugular. Yeah, like I mean, how is that even possible? That's crazy. I don't know. And you know they'd have let him slide, right? If that woman could breathe at all. But it was just so violent of a yeah. like the, she couldn't breathe, and so you you can't let him play with the rule being as plainly as you cannot hit a line judge. And then you not only like hit the hand, like even hit a fingernail, a toe. Yeah. You know, and be like, all right, all right, all right, we'll make an exception. Yeah. But yeah. this man, I mean, hit her in the throat. It just that's that's just unlucky, man. It's, sometimes that's how it works, you know. Sometimes, man. but yeah, I man. also think, I also think Serena is playing too hard. I think she's trying to prove that she can win an open or a major championship after having a baby and i think she's trying to yeah i think she's playing too hard i think she needs to loosen up and just let it fly man so i i'm i'm with you um not so much about her like trying to prove something after the baby i think it's less that and more she realizes because if i'm not mistaken if she wins one more she has the most in women's history or something like that or she's tied it um but she's like right on the cusp of that record and so i think that that's gotten to her because that's what the media talks about a lot is her her chase for history her race for you know the number one spot this that and the other and it's like if that's all you're hearing think about lebron you know when when he was 
you know, oh, he's a choker. Oh, he can't, you know, he can't win a championship, all this stuff. He just turned off all social media, didn't watch ESPN. Like, he basically went completely off the grid um, as much as LeBron James can. And, mm-hmm. and what happened? They ran the table and, and they, they had a great series against OKC, beat OKC. LeBron won his first title. You know, that, that first year in Miami against Dallas, he was listening to all the chatter of, you know, oh, how great they are and all this stuff. And I think he bought into that. And I think the same thing is happening with Serena. Oh, it's history in the making. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. And she's buying into all of that and hearing it. And so she's going out and she's just thinking, well, people are just going to roll over for me. No one's going to roll over for you in professional tennis, especially you're the world number three. Oh, everybody oh, wants to beat you. That's what I'm saying. If, especially you're the you're the number three ranked woman in the world in the sport of tennis. You have the third largest target on your back. Everyone's going to give you their best shot. Um, and so that's what I think it is. Yeah. I, yeah. Look here. I don't know what it is. That's just my thought. I know because I knew it was just really important to her for her to show her daughter like, hey, you can do anything uh, as a woman. And so yeah. uh, I think she I think she can do it. It's not like her career is almost over or anything. She's dominant. I just think she needs to, you know, let it fly and remember how dominant she is. Um, yeah. But also that woman is a really good tennis player that beat her. And, uh, you know, and so Naomi is going against oh I forget that lady's name. What Victoria Azarenka. Okay, there you go. I think it's and Victoria. uh starts with a V, oh. so I just kinda guess. Yeah, Victoria. Naomi Osaka versus Victoria Azarenka championship. Yep. And so. here's the thing. Here's, here's what I'll say. I I'm picking Naomi because, you know, she's the according to ranks, better tennis player. But I wouldn't be surprised if she got upset too. You just normally, from what I've seen before, this could be totally wrong. I just don't normally hear about double upsets in tennis. Like when somebody's upset, when I when I've watched it, the person has always lost like the next round, the next couple rounds, mm-hmm. like, and they don't they don't continue to upset people because that's just not how tennis works. That's what I feel. Yeah, and so uh, I think of it. I think of it kind of like a closeout game in the NBA, right? So um, last night I was watching the Clippers game and the announcers were saying that closeout games in the NBA are the hardest games to win in all of sports. I don't know if that's biased or not on their part, but their point their the reason they were saying that was because you get yourself so up mentally thinking, oh, well, this is it. So we're looking to the next round while the other team is thinking, no, we're not ready to go home. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think of it like that. When when you come in unranked and you upset someone who is ranked, or even if you're a lower rank and you yeah. beat a higher ranked person, right? You get yourself so up because you're like, I did it. I, I can actually win this thing. And then the next person that you play, the next ranked person that you play is like, oh, they're actually a threat. So then they lock in, but you're on cloud nine because you just beat you know Serena Williams, who's number three in the world. And you get to go to the final because you beat her and all this stuff. So you're up and that other ranked person's like, no, I got to lock in because I don't want to get upset either. And so I just think I, I, that's how I think about it is it's like a closeout game in a seven game series in the NBA. Yeah. And I think, man, it's sometimes you just get beat. And that and that happens. I also think, speaking of the NBA, that um, I think the Nuggets 
I don't know what it is about the Nuggets. But every time I think that they're done, they come back and say, you know what? Not quite. And I'm just like, if you had a not quite in you, why in the world are you waiting till you're down 3-1? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I'm I'm like, with you. I'm with you. All like, at some point, <laughs> you should be like, you know what? I'm going to win an extra game, so maybe we'll be down 3-2, you know? So you don't have to – because against the Clippers, they're not – the Clippers are going to win one before they win uh, two, more. two more. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's just going to happen. Like, now, will, will – and I guess we're going into this. Will the Clippers win the next game? Will they finish them off in six? Here's what I'll say. Paul George had 26. Kawhi Leonard had 36. And they lost. That's about the best games you're going to get. Like, Kawhi Leonard can give you 40, but that's only four points extra. Uh, They lost by six. Paul George, that's one of the better games he's played. I mean, I know he scored like 30-something the other night, too. Uh, But, I mean, they both had good games. So so I can't necessarily say. I mean, I guess Lou Williams is not going to have four points uh, in normal games. But I can't necessarily say that. They're not going to. They're they're not that this game can't happen again. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, Jokic had 22, and Jamal Murray had 26. But we know Jamal Murray. We watched him in 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 against uh Utah. against Utah. Yeah, and he he put up 50, 40, and 50. Like he can do it. So as much as Kawhi Leonard can and Paul George can have a better game, they the the Nuggets won without. Jokic and Murray having a, an amazing game. So I I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like I I think the the Clippers should win the next game and send them home, but also Jamal Murray could go off of 50. And I just and that's how I feel I feel about that series and I also feel that about the Rockets. I'm like the Lakers should be able to send them home tonight, but I just don't know. James Harden could go off of 50. And then Russ could sneak in like 28 and they could uh, account for 78 of the Rockets points. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, they have it in them. That's why I'm not so sure about these, these games right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. So I do think about Lou Williams is not ever. I, I don't think he ever in his career before last night, had he ever scored just four points. Like, I don't think that that's a thing. Um, I'd have first got in the league. Yeah, maybe, maybe when he first got in the league, but you know, I'd have to look that up, but, um, I'm willing to bet that he hasn't only scored four points in a very, very, very long time. Right. So you can, you could count on him to bounce back. If Kawhi and PG play the way that they played last night, if they continue to play that way, and then Lou Williams bounces back, um, Montrez Harrell's played really, really well. Um, uh, the the Morris brother that the Clippers have um, has played really really well. Um, I think that that if if those things happen, which I think that they will, I think the Clippers close it in six. Here's my thing though: the Nuggets won with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing arguably as well as those two are going to play. Right? They didn't have a whole lot of turnovers. You know, they were pretty efficient. They scored. They scored the ball well. They rebounded well. They did all those things well. Um, and the Nuggets still won. And Michael Porter Jr., who 
in a lot of people's opinion, including my own, is the third offensive option on that team, did not play well at all last night. He only had five points. He shot the ball terrible. Like, he did not do anything. At one point, I was watching it. At one point in the fourth quarter, the announcer literally, who was the announcer? Was it Mark Jackson? No. It was Stan Van, Jeff Van Gundy? It was one of the Van Gundy brothers. Cousins. I don't know if they're related at all, actually. Um, Literally, he said, Michael Porter Jr. has done absolutely nothing to this point in the game. But he gets a big block, gets a big rebound, and then gets fouled. And I thought, is that for real? What, 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 what happened? Like he has he really not done anything? And I looked it up, and to that point, the dude had had two had two points, the whole, for the whole game. And I was like, bro, what? So, can we count on Michael Porter Jr. to not play that to play that way again? I don't think he can. I I don't think he's going to come out and play that bad again. Yeah, man, that was pretty bad. So I mean. But so I don't know, but I I still like the Clippers in six, um, just because I think I think Kawhi again I don't think he's human I think he's a robot and I think I really do too man, man. I think Doc Rivers is going to pull that back panel down, put him into put him into killer mode and and Kawhi Leonard's just going to go off and make sure that the Clippers get to the next round and um then he'll tone the cyborg back down you know and that's not a shot at Kawhi Leonard Kawhi big fan of you man. Just in case you ever hear this, um, big fan of you, but man, you're you're not no. human. You're not human he, on the basketball court. He's not. He's not human. And I've never seen somebody like I think I've heard him complain one time because, uh, you know, just being uh, at the bubble, there's no fans, so you can hear stuff. But his face never changes. Like, you know how people like look like they're about to cry, look like they're about to fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard's face stays the same. Yep. So I never. I'm just like, man. Up forty, chilling. Down forty, chilling. Chilling. Like you'll never. You will game never on know. the line. Yeah, chilling. he's chilling. You'll never know what the game looks like by looking at Kawhi Leonard. Like if you could not see the scoreboard, if you couldn't see anything else, and all they did was show you Kawhi Leonard's face for the whole game, you would have no idea what was going on. You'd have no idea where the Clippers are, score-wise or turnovers. Yeah, you would have you no just idea. Saw a picture of his face <laughs> instead of watching the game. It's just like, man, like best guess, <laughs> no idea, uh, no idea. Um, but but yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on the Clippers. Um, and then Rockets, Lakers. I'm with you. Harden could come out, and go off, you know, and then Russ could play really, really well. Um, we are we know what um, but the thing is we know what the Rockets role players are we know what Eric Gordon is we know what PJ Tucker is you know we know what the we know what Covington is we know what Jeff Green is we know what those guys are um and so I think if the Rockets are gonna stay alive tonight it's gonna require Harden and Russ to go off and, and account for you know 70 points or you know 60 points or something some ridiculous number where they account for you know 75 percent of the total offensive points um because we know what those role players are pj tucker it love the guy's defense he's a he's a really good spot up shooter he's a three-point specialist i'm willing to put him in that category um but he's not offensively he's limited defensively Anthony Davis is not afraid of him. Oh, he, it's like the chair drill. Anthony, he's too short. And Anthony yeah. just shoots over him. Yeah. So, 
so yeah, that's where I'm at with the Lakers. I I think I do actually think though that the Rockets are going to stay alive tonight because I do think that Harden is going to go into attack mode. I think we're going to see MVP level Harden tonight, and I think we're going to see MVP level Russ tonight as well. Um, and so because I don't think they're ready to go home, I don't think they're ready to be done. I think if the Lakers want to see if they can win a championship, and I don't think this is the only prover thing, but I'm just saying tonight would be a really good indicator. You take the hardest onslaught from the Rockets that you can, and you still come out victorious. You need to finish it. This is a brief side note that maybe it won't be brief. I know it's, but... (laughs) I honestly think I was talking to our friend CJ about this. I think the Rockets should officially start that rebuild mm. if they lose tonight. Mm. I think I think everybody's tradable. I think because you know the Seventy Sixers are doing this thing where they're going to hire a new coach and see if Joel and B and Ben Simmons can play together. I don't agree with hiring a new coach and seeing if he can figure out how to make Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play together. They just don't work because Ben Simmons won't shoot, right? And Joel Embiid can't shoot it well enough to stay outside. He's not KP. He's not Kristaps Porzingis. So I feel like that with the Rockets. If you're going to fire D'Antoni and you've sold out on small ball, do not bring a new coach in there to try and make small ball work. You need to retool it. Bring in a new coach. And start your rebuild. And I'm telling you, everybody's tradable. I'm looking at James Harden. And I'm not saying you do the Bill O'Brien thing where you get sticks and stones uh, or pennies for James Harden just because you're in rebuild. I'm saying I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns. I'm saying, hey, I'll trade you James Harden for Devin Booker and Aaron Baines or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at uh, 76ers like, hey, you want James Harden and Joel B to play together for Ben Simmons? Like, yeah. You know, oh, and so I, I think the Rockets need to officially start their rebuild thing that I've been on lately. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'm just thinking because, okay, so a couple of things there. Uh, with the Rockets, I agree that if you're going to, if you're knowing that a rebuild is coming, you should probably start it sooner rather than later. But what I really want the Rockets to do more than trade away pieces, you know, like their, their MVPs for like young assets that are going to grow and be great and you know build it up. I want to see them 2021 go all in for 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 Giannis. I want to see them try as hard as they can to get Giannis because I want to see what that would look like. So okay, let me say this. I'm torn between what I want because I want the Rockets to do that, but also I think it would be smart for them to say, "Hey, James Harden is here and and we're we're getting rid of Dan Tony, we're going to hire this new coach. We want him to have a clean slate, get to build you know, his own culture, get to develop that into some younger guys, whereas Harden is pretty much already set in his culture and, and, and the way he's going to play, not his culture, but the way he's going to play and those kinds of things. Um, and so it'd be hard for a new coach to come in and kind of change all of that. Unless, hear me out, it's kind of crazy, unless that new coach is Mark Jackson. And Mark Jackson walks into Houston, walks right over to James Harden and says, hey, man, you're a great offensive player but you were drafted because of your defensive ability and you've gone ghost defensively for the bulk of your time in Houston. And that is done. We are going to play hard nosed defense and you're going to lead the way. 
that's what I'd want to see, right, from the Rockets. Now, if they're if they're unwilling to do that, if they're going to hire you know whoever else is coach, which Mark Jackson right now is the best coaching candidate available in my opinion, um, then I think yeah, you got to go with what you're saying, trade away pieces, not not for sticks and stones. Which I like Mark Jackson, and I honestly think. I think the good coaches in the league, this is why I think D'Antoni will be fired ultimately, because I think the good coaches in the league adjust. There's no way the Raptors should have took that game to seven. But you know what Nick Nurse did? This is why he won coach of the year. He adjusted. He's like, we played one style in the first round, and they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to change it up. We're going to do some things. We're going to do some here. They put a boxing one on not Jason Tatum, but on Kimba. Like, who does that? Like, like but then Kimba had five points one game, and it was like, whoa. And it, and it worked for them. Like, the great coaches switch it up. Mike D'Antoni should do small ball 90% of the time. But every now and then, he should put Tyson Chandler in there on AD and also to give Russ or James somebody to throw oops to. That's it. That's all I'm saying. True. Like, you got to switch it up sometimes. But yeah. I think they'll fire him. I think Mark Jackson would be a good coach. I also think if I'm going off what I've seen from the Warriors – and just his assist totals, he likes to move the ball, the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and that's not really James Harden' game. Uh, so, but I like your comments on the defense. I think, and I, James Harden has improved his defense. He has, uh, for sure. He has, for sure. And so, I think, I think, I think that wouldn't be a hard sale. But I do think a hard sale would be like, hey, James Harden, I'm not gonna be screaming from the sidelines. May I have this dance? I did that as a commentator because the people liked it. As my coaching style, I need you to pass the ball, brother. Yeah, it's like as a as <laughs> we'll a, get it. as a coach, I don't need mama, can I have this dance? No. No, 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 no. Hey, mama, you see the pinpoint pass? That's what I'm that's what I'm hollering as your coach. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'm gonna run you off screens so you can grab the ball and I'm gonna make you Steph Curry. Pretty much. Yeah, basically. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I want from the Rockets. I say all of that, and I say so. I say I want them to go all in for Giannis, right? But um, that's like a that's like a plan. We'll say Plan C for me, right? Plan A is you hire Mark Jackson to say, "Hey, Harden, we're going to play defense. You're going to lead the way." Plan B is you hire Mark Jackson, trade away people, so that Mark Jackson can can instill his own culture. Plan C, you go all in for Giannis. Why do I say that's Plan C? Because Plan A for the Bucks, my man is to trade and get CP3. I yeah. And partner him and Giannis because I think so I love what you said about Philly. I think they have a roster that you look at it and you're like it's obvious man that this team is 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 CP3 away from competing for a title. I I think Ben Simmons is great, but without a jump shot, he's too predictable. So, I think but I but here's what I think as well. I think if you take CP3 right now and you put him on the Bucks, I think that they're a championship team. Yeah, I think especially the way CP3 played this year. Now, does he play like that? And next year, we don't know. But I, I agree with you. I think CP3 running the show, saying, let's go get a bucket, um, saying, Giannis, hey, I got you, brother. Like, don't worry about it. Um we can run this. Chris Middleton, I'm going to get you your spots. I'm going to get you in your spots. Because Chris Middleton, Giannis can't get Chris Middleton. He's a, Giannis is a good passer. 
you can't get get Chris Middleton to a spot like Chris uh, CP3 can. Yeah, like it's just it's just a different thing from a good passer to a floor general. That's what they need, and I think that would be. I think you would be correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, cool. I like that, but we'll see what happens. Who knows? It's gonna we'll be see crazy. What happens. All right, real quick, real quick. I think the Heat are going to the finals, um, and I am not wavering off that pick. Uh, really quick reason why, and it's going to be super quick, because the Heat will take advantage of the youngnessnessness. Mm. Yeah, I made up a word. The youngnessnessness of the Celtics. Mm. I just think they're not ready yet. I, you don't let a Raptors team take you to seven. You that that Okay, look, the Raptors team is old, savvy veterans that have championship DNA. And a great coach, coach of the year, but you're you're a better team, and you don't let them take you to seven. It was a mental thing. You were up three one, and 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 you just don't you just don't allow that to happen. Uh, here's what the Heat is gonna do. The Heat's gonna lose a couple because the talent of the Celtics are too much. But I think the Heat will win in six mm-hmm. uh, because even I know the I know the Heat are young too. They've all adapted. They've all adopted Jimmy Butler's mentality. There's going to be some blowouts, I think, in this in this game to wake the Celtics up, and the Celtics are going to look outmatched uh, in in the series a couple of times. Where Jimmy Butler is going to walk off the court and say, <laughs> "I also think that if they they get Gordon Hayward back in this series somehow, some way." Because he's been hurt and he had to go out for the the birth of his child, but if they get him back and he's just another scoring option, then I think I have the right to amend my statement about them losing the six. But I just think the Heat are too much uh, for them. Hey man, I'm a Heat fan, so that's music to my ears to hear someone pick them. So uh, yeah, I, I I like the Heat um, when I. And it's not even the the youth of the Celtics as to why I like the Heat in this matchup, and it has nothing to do with me being a Heat fan. Um, although I am a little bit biased, I will admit um, it's it's actually Bam Adebayo because the Celtics don't have anyone to stop him. If I'm being honest, it's Bam Adebayo. That's that's my game changer for me right there. He's the X factor in this series. I think um, if he decides, hey, I'm the biggest man on the floor, and I'm just going to dominate. No one out here can actually stop me or bang with me. I think the Heat are going to win it um, in six. I think it'll be pretty handed, uh, pretty 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 handedly, soundly defeating the Celtics. Um, my only problem is these Celt- this same Celtics team pretty much took the Cavaliers to seven not too long ago. Um, they are missing Al, miss Al Horford, but man. I think. I think they got some grit to a man that that is pretty scary, and so I, you know, they, yeah. Oh, for the next five years, they're gonna oh, yeah. be a scary, scary team. Like they're they're only getting better. Like KD and and Kyrie better win their championship next year because Jason Tatum is gonna be a bona fide. He is a bona fide star. Jalen Brown is a bona fide star. And Kimba is bona fide. And if you keep Gordon Hayward, I kind of think they should trade him. But whatever. For some depth, I really do. But if you but even if you keep him, they're they're all bona fide scorers and stars. And Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum play defense. They are not 
uh, liabilities on there. They got a squad. Marcus Smart. I think if they keep the core intact, oh, they're going to be something to mess yeah. with. They, that young grit is going to be crazy. But. Yeah, but, and I, I'm with you. I just, it's, it's really hard to pick against them because, you know, Jason. So if you look at that Celtics team that took the Cavs to seven, I know we're kind of getting off a little sidetracked here, but I'll be quick. When you look at that team, who led the way? A young, a rookie, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, right? And yes, you had Al Horford, but Al Horford wasn't just Al Horford wasn't just Gary you know, dropping 20, 20 pieces on the Cavs. You know, he was getting ten and like you know fourteen, fifteen rebounds. Like yeah, and those things are important and it's crucial and all that stuff. Yes, but it was Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown of the guys that are still there. Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, and I'm like, shoot, that's great experience. Jason Tatum showed in that series he was unafraid of anybody. This man dunked on LeBron and went and like gave him a little, gave him a little, you know, gave him a little something. Let him know, hey, I'm here. What's up? And it was like, oh, you're a rookie and you're going at the the greatest player in the league right now. I like it, man. I like the edge. I like it. Um, and so I look at that, and because of that, I think that the Celtics are also going to be unafraid. And so I do think I agree with you. Their talent will show will shine through in at least two games, at least two. Um, ultimately, I think the Heat win. Um, I'm just kind of torn on: is it going to be six or is it going to be seven? I think if you're the Heat, you need it to be over in six because if that's going to give you your best chance to beat whatever LA team you're going to play in the finals, or perhaps Denver because Denver is proven to be the hardest out in the playoffs right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I also am looking at this lineup uh, from that year, and um, Game Seven. This is what I thought. There was no, uh, there was no Kyrie and no uh, Kevin Love. So I, I'm with you, but yeah, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. I just, man, I just don't, I don't see it. I see that Heat team as the favorite. Now, is the Heat team beatable? Yes. But I just, and I'm not going off of recency bias. I just saw how they just, they they dismantle people because they don't care. Tyler Hero shouldn't be this good. Fearless. But when you got Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, and Jay Crowder, and and Bam, you know, he's just yeah. like, you know what? Bet, I got you. Duncan? He didn't even get drafted. He, Yeah, he's an undrafted rookie. If I'm not mistaken. Biggest steal of the year, in my opinion. Because the kid is an absolute baller. But yeah, I agree so, with you. You don't have to sell the heat to me. Saying. You know, cool. like, it's not a hard sell on the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn, man. All right, all right, all right. I'm done, I'm done. Let's switch topics. Let's switch topics. Let's let's real quick transition to what I like to call "What's on Your Mind." All right, Cody. What's on your mind? Two of the three. Two of the five. Power Five conferences. So if you don't know what the Power Five conferences are, it's the Big 12, the Pac-12, the Big 10, the ACC, and the SEC. Two of those conferences, the Big 10 and the Pac-12, so far do not have a season 
um, for the fall. Uh, but they also have playoff contenders. Big Ten, it's Ohio State. Pac-12, you're looking at Oregon, potentially USC. Um, and so why is this on my mind? Because the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC are all starting on time. They, play, they played yesterday. And so um, they are on their – you know, they're starting things off. So we know that those contenders are already playing. So how do you fit – if the Big Ten was to start mid-October, like is being rumored now, how do you fit them into the playoff chase? The Pac-12, if they start in the spring, which is their plan, how do you fit them into the playoff chase? How do you work it to try to make all of it fair? Can you make it fair? Is it just an unfair situation due to the nature of a pandemic? I don't know. I'm just That's been on my mind lately. So, um, AT, feel free to chime in. Fans that are listening, feel free to hit us up on all social media platforms. Um, and yeah. let us know y'all's thoughts. We'd Come love on. to hear from you guys as well. But that's what's on my mind, college football playoff. Yep. All right, fans. You heard him. Hit us up on Instagram at calling underscore all underscore fans. Uh, direct message us and let us know. What do you think? Can the NCAA make it fair for the college football playoff? I don't think they can make it fair because it is an unfair situation. Uh, not the playoff in itself, but COVID-19. It just has dealt the world an unfair situation and sometimes in life that happens um and so i think you have to forget about the playoffs you just have to have people get their um conference championships in or division championships in and uh leave it at that um with so many people starting at different times but yeah let us know what you think that's what's on cody's mind today um yeah thank y'all yeah 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 Hey fans, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Calling All Fans podcast. We love you guys. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Remember, keep being fans, keep being biased, and we'll see you on the next episode.